It's the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan. For those of you who don't know, I'm a certified plant-based nutritionist. Mum, 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 at Mainly Plants on social media. Um, Ryan at MainlyPlants.com if you want to get a hold of me. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming back. If it's your first time, thank you for joining. If you're not subscribed already, please subscribe. And uh, if you have not left a review for me on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, Please take the you know two minutes out of your day to do it. It really helps me out. I got another one recently, um, so I appreciate whoever left that. Um, I think that's all the housekeeping that I need to get into. I hope you guys had a good uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever the fuck you guys celebrate. Whatever it was, if you celebrate nothing or Festivus or whatever, even if you're Jehovah's Witness, uh, I hope you've been having a good month. Um, next week, before I forget, might not be a podcast, um, and if there is, it's going to be later in the week. But um, if if you don't hear from me next week, then I will resume after that. Um, but let's get into it. This week, we are talking about sleep. Um, such an important and often overlooked topic. It's... And we'll get into it, but it plays such a vital role in so many parts of our physical and mental health that you know, I think there's been this, this emphasis, uh, at least here in the States, on a culture of you know, working your ass off, uh, even if it means sacrificing sleep. And I really think I really have a problem with that. Um, you know, I, I don't think that at least I have the mindset that I I work to live, I don't live to work. And there has to be a, an important distinction between, you know, what's healthy and what's not healthy and when when we're letting it go too far. And I in, in the context of this of this episode, I think that sacrificing your sleep, um, you really really are sacrificing your overall health and um, and shortening your longevity. So let's get into it. It's it's sleep is such a fundamental biological necessity. It does everything, right? It it helps our body restore itself. Um, it helps us consolidate our memories, which is fascinating, and it really sets the stage for our overall well-being. Uh, sleep and gut health are like the two most basic building blocks of our overall health. They're, they're the foundation of everything. And having adequate, not just adequate, not just how much you sleep, but the quality of your sleep is essential for, you know, a, a long, vibrant, healthy life. And poor sleep, there are immediate consequences. Um, and, and I'm sure you guys can feel this when you've got you know, gotten shit sleep, for whatever reason, you can't fall asleep. And once you fall asleep, you can't stay asleep and you wake up and your mind starts racing and you just don't sleep well one night. I'm sure you notice that your, your cognitive health, your cognitive functionality is greatly diminished. You know, you have, you're more irritable, you have, um, mood swings. And if it persists, if your bad sleep persists, persists, um, your immune system will lack and you will end up getting, you know, a cold, the flu, you're more susceptible to, to the germs and the viruses around you. 
<clears throat> right? So these, these are really the early indicators that your sleep is not sufficient. And, <clears throat> excuse me, for me, I'm going to take a sip of water. By the way, I know you guys can hear me drink water. I don't care. I hope you don't care either. But anyway, um, for me, there was a long time where I, I was getting really bad quality sleep. And it was for a host of reasons. Um, my hormones were off. My cortisol was staggeringly high. Um, I had a dog that was special needs that I was up a lot with in the middle of the night. So for a long time, I didn't get, I didn't get quality sleep. And I always felt tired and I would go to sleep probably around, you know, midnight and I would need to sleep till like 10, at least 10 in the morning. Um, <clears throat> cause my sleep is so broken and the sleep that I was getting was not deep restorative sleep. Um, so if you, if you are feeling like that, there are things that can be done and, and I'll, I'll talk about them, but you, it's, you're not just destined to have bad sleep. You can help yourself. You can fix the problem. And I'm not talking about going to a doctor and doing a sleep study. Yes, you can do that. It's a great way to figure out if there's, if you have sleep apnea or, or whatever. Um, but there's, there's very simple things you can do in your day-to-day -day life that will help that. <clears throat> But we'll talk about those in a little bit. Um, we talked about the immediate consequences, like mood swings and stuff like that. But there are long-term effects on health. Um, if you do have chronic sleep deprivation or um, consistent poor quality of sleep, the the potential results of that can be very serious. Um, you can be at higher risk of obesity, um, diabetes, those kind of go hand in hand, cardiovascular diseases. Um, like I said, a compromised immune system, that's both short and long-term. You don't want to keep getting sick. <clears throat> um, and, and you know, if it's a result of stress, your longevity can be reduced, meaning that your lifespan can be reduced. There's a reason that interrogators use sleep deprivation uh, in their tactics. Our bodies are designed to sleep. You want seven to nine hours of quality sleep every night. Yes, in our daily lives, in the year 2023, almost 2024, there will be nights where you don't get that, but they should be few and far between. Now, I'm not talking about extenuating circumstances like if you have a newborn or um, you are dealing with um, you know, an ailing pet or an ailing loved one of, of any species, um, <clears throat> shit happens. I'm talking about just your normal everyday life. You should be getting seven to nine hours of quality sleep. And there is a, a direct relationship both ways between sleep and mental health, right? So, so your poor sleep contributes to significant mental health issues like anxiety like depression, and in the same regard, um, your mental health can disrupt your sleep. So it's kind of a snake eating its tail, right? <clears throat> I'm coffee today. <coughs> oh, man. By the way, I just I was reading something. This is completely off topic, but I was reading something, reading, listening to something about how like this this virus is going around. Um, everybody that I know has gotten at least a taste of it. 
including myself. Uh, you know, uh, this happened to me right after, right uh, about a month before Thanksgiving. You uh, get sick, and then you have a lingering cough for like two, three, four, even longer weeks. Um, so, I guess it ties into sleep. Get good sleep. If you are feeling run down, if you're feeling sick, go to sleep. Sleep like twelve hours. Do whatever you have to do. Um, but yeah. It's going around, wash your hands, uh, take your zinc, take your vitamin D. Um, if you start to feel sick, I, I just started doing this recently. The last two times that I was sick, um, usually when I get sick, I'm out for like a week. I, I am the biggest baby. I feel like shit for like five to seven days. The last two times I felt like I was coming down with something. I still came down with it, but it wasn't nearly as bad. I immediately stop eating. I drink water. I drink tea. Um, you know, clear broths are okay, but you go into a fast for a minimum of three days. And I, I was always under the impression that you're supposed to like eat to build your strength while you're sick. But I went into to fasting and your body does amazing things when you're fasting, it helps repair. Um, and I got over, I got over the, the hurdle, like the big, the big hill of being sick those, those crappy days so fast. I was like one, one, maybe one and a half days where I felt like shit. And then I was, it was still lingering, but I was functional. You know, I could resume my day-to-day life. I was going to the gym. Everything was fine. Anyway, sorry to go off on a tangent. Back to sleep. So we, we talked about that, that mind-body connection, that bi-directional relationship between sleep and health, where poor sleep leads to mental health issues, and mental health issues lead to poor sleep. So... What can you do to have better sleep? Um, you want to make your bedroom your sanctuary, okay? You want to invest in a comfortable mattress. You want quality pillows. You want to make sure that it's cool in your bedroom. Your The human body needs to drop by about a degree in order to get very restful sleep. So it's, if it's too hot in your bedroom, you're not going to sleep well. You're not getting quality sleep. You want to go a little bit hypothermic when you sleep. Um, I've been told that that when I sleep, my skin gets cold, um, and I and I've been getting great sleep. Uh, you might have noticed it, but there is there is uh, a correlation between cold air in your bedroom and quality sleep. You want to make sure that it's dark. You don't want a bunch of lights. Okay. You don't want the lights, the little red light from the TV when it's off, or if your clock radio next to the bed is too bright, you got to cover them, or you got to buy one with a dimmer, because um, you you know the the lights signal your brain. We still have that 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 caveman brain where lights wake you up. When the sun rises, you wake up. When the sun goes down, you go to sleep. So if you have these these lights in your bedroom, your brain is freaking out, not knowing if it should be awake or asleep. And you want to make sure that it's quiet. You know, brown, pink, white noise. I think there's green noise now. Those are all fine, right? If you have a sound machine, um, you know, the rain helps me sleep. So uh, if you have a sound machine that plays, you know, rain, that's good also. I'm talking about disruptive noise. You want to make sure it's quiet. And you want to practice a routine for winding down at night. Because that routine will start to signal your brain, okay, we're getting ready to go to sleep. Let's start the, the process of shutting it all down. So for me, what that looks like, and, and by no means is this any advice because uh, you shouldn't have a TV in your bedroom. Um, I think 
a good bulk of us do, but you you shouldn't. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. <laughs> There's no full stop. I have it. Um, like I said, I have no problem falling asleep and no problem staying asleep. I get very restful, restorative sleep. So maybe I'm just lucky in that regard in terms of having a TV in my room. But my routine is this. I go into the bedroom. I plug my phone into the charger. I turn the TV on. I brush my teeth. I get into bed. I watch like half of a show. I take my nighttime supplements. And then I finish the other half of the show, turn the TV off, and I'm, I'm out. Um, so like an hour, maybe an hour and a half of being in bed before I go to sleep. Now, look, if it's the weekend, I might be up a little later, but that's, that's your average night. Um, the, the, the supplements that I would recommend, and we're going to talk about cortisol next week or the week after, whenever the next podcast is, so I don't want to get in the weeds too much, but um, you can take a, what's called a cortisol manager. Um, and if you, if, before I talk about any of these supplements, if you are interested in any of these supplements, please, for the love of God, shoot me a direct message, shoot me an email, ryan at mainlyplants.com, and ask me for recommendations on brands, because there's a lot of bad brands out there. And you might take, you might inadvertently buy one, take it, say, this doesn't do shit for me, and you're back to square one. So please reach out. I will give you my recommendations on what brands. Um, but the first one is a cortisol manager. Uh, it's taken at bedtime when you're ready to start winding down and go to sleep. It helps suppress your cortisol production, uh, which is your flight or, fr- flight or fight uh, response. Um, so you get more uh, restful sleep. Um, another recommendation is um, it's a basically what it is, it's a um, micro dose of lithium. It's, these are all over the counter. Uh, I take two of those at night when I'm winding down, um, and it just helps, again, suppress cortisol, uh, relieve stress in the body, uh, the stress hormone cortisol, um, and it helps me kind of just, you know, get more restful sleep. Um, it suppresses my brain from going, okay, we need to get up and, you know, watch out for tigers and lions and bears. Uh, and the third one that I would recommend is um, adrenal support. And this is taken... Um, Twice a day, in times of, of higher stress, twice a day, two pills twice a day, one, one dose in the morning, one do, dose at lunchtime. Um, and that re- helps replenish your, your adrenal glands and uh, allows you to get more restful sleep. You might notice that when you are stressed out, you're waking up a lot more in the middle of the night, having trouble going back to sleep. All this is kind of tied to, all these supplements are kind of tied together, um, but you're depleting your adrenal glands when you're stressed. So this kind of helps replenish them. Um, so those are the three that I would recommend kind of off the bat. I wouldn't get into the habit of taking Xanax, um, prescription sleeping pills. These are habit-forming. Um, they will end up not working for you, and you'll be back to square one. Um, I wouldn't take things like Benadryl frequently. Once in a while, I will take Benadryl. Um, if I'm, like, keyed up for whatever reason, it's been a, a hectic day or not, not enough of a hectic day, and, I, you know, 11 o'clock comes around and I'm wide awake, um, yeah, I, you know, whatever. I take one Benadryl. It doesn't even make me sleepy. It just kind of, um, just kind of puts me out more. I don't even know how to explain it. Um, I, but I wouldn't get used to taking a bunch of Benadryl. I wouldn't take, get used to taking a bunch of Z-Quil. Um, practice good sleeping habits. Look into those supplements. Um, therapy, yoga, 
all a 10 minute guided med- meditation before bed can help your brain relax. There's a ton of shit to, that you can do. And this kind of all goes back to that self-care episode. If you haven't listened to it, listen to the self-care episode. Um, because these, those are all things that you can do outside of the realm of supplements um, in order to help you sleep better. It, sleep is so important. I can't even, I can't even stress it enough. Um, and, and of course, you, you do want to limit you know, things like screen time, like staring at your phone and, and doom-scrolling videos on TikTok you know, right before bed. Or um, obviously, you don't want caffeine right you know, close to bedtime. I think that caffeine past like two in the afternoon is a no-go um, for most people. For me, I can have an espresso with dinner and still fall asleep, no problem. Caffeine doesn't really have a, a big effect on me. I think for most of us, it does. Um, but again, just, you know, relaxing, tr- doing whatever you can to relax, Medita- meditation, deep breathing. Um, sometimes I'll do a 10-minute guided meditation. I downloaded the, uh, the Calm app. There's a bunch of different apps, but... I downloaded the Calm app a long time ago. And yeah, most of it's paid, but there are 10-minute free guided meditations. And man, I sink into my bed. I go somewhere else. And by the time that's over, I could fall asleep, no problem. Sometimes I do fall asleep in, in the 10 minutes, and I'm not tired going into it. So there is something to be said about that. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't think we put enough stress on the the correlation between nutrition and sleep, right? So the intersection of dietary choices and sleep really involves balanced meals. Um, And and not just what's in the meal, but also the timing of the meals. You don't want to eat too close to bedtime. Um, If you can eat like two, three hours before bedtime, you know, that's kind of the latest you should do it. Two is the absolute latest. You don't want to eat past that um, because your body's, you know, working while you're sleeping to digest everything. It doesn't just leave it in your stomach. So if you can eat, give your body time to digest, and then go to sleep, that's, you know, it's allowing your body to really rest. It's not going through all this work while you're trying to uh, restore and rebuild, right? Um, and then, yeah, you know, Whatever you can do to, to practice mindfulness um, and reduce your stress and create that environment that is conducive to quality sleep, is you're really going to find that it, uh, it improves your sleep quality, which in turn will improve your, your overall life. Um, you know, I didn't know for so long the, the toll that consistent sleep deprivation takes. And it wasn't until two years ago that I really got it on track. And like I said, it was a, it was a host of factors. Um, but man, uh, <laughs> it's funny because before, uh, you know, before, before um, my hormone therapy um, and getting that squared away and before my microdosing, um, and before Dexter passed away, to, to be very frank, the last two years were, you know, tough on him, and the, but they were also tough on me. Uh, last two years of his life, I mean. Uh, he passed away March of last year. Um, I don't regret, obviously, any of it. But, um, you know, I, I would, 
I'd fall asleep, I'd wake up, I'd fall asleep, I'd wake up, I'd fall asleep, I'd wake up. This would be all night long, I'd wake up every hour, I'd be up for a half an hour. It was a nightmare. And now it's like I fall asleep and I am out like a light. And if if I wake up, I can wake up, you know, go pee if I have to, whatever the reason is that I'm waking up, and then close my eyes and I'm back to song logs, you know, three seconds later. Um, so do what you got to do. Um, and, and the other thing is, you know, don't let other people kind of get you down about sleep. You know, I, there were there were times where I was like, fuck, I, I'm so tired. And, you know, people would be like, well, how many hours did you get last night? And it's like, well, you know, I fell asleep at this time and I woke up at, you know, 10 hours later for the day, but I didn't sleep, you know, for half that. So maybe five hours. And they're like, well, I got four hours. I'm way more tired than you. It's like, hey, there's no, there's no limit in the world between people of how much tiredness can go around. Don't let people shame you. And, and likewise, don't shame people for being tired. Something's going on. If they're tired, they're tired. Doesn't take away from your tiredness. Doesn't encroach on that. You know, it's just this weird phenomenon of, of people being like, oh, you think you're tired. I'm tired. Or you have no right to be tired. It's like, fuck off. I'm tired. You know? Um, I don't know, a little pet peeve of mine. So do what you got to do um, in order to get that quality sleep to, to kind of um, build your little cocoon, your little nest uh, of your bedroom to be conducive to that. And like I said, if you are interested in any of those supplements, they are all over the counter. I've had zero side effects from them. Um, just to give you an example, when I first got my cortisol tested two years ago, I think the upper limit of the range is 17. I was at 36 or 38. So I was over double the upper end of the range of normal cortisol levels. So I got on those microdoses of lithium, um, you know, evened my hormones out. And now it's well within range. It's not even towards the upper upper end of it. Yeah, there there's a time, um, you know, when I was dealing with all the shit a couple months ago that it, it spiked back up. But I got back on my adrenal supports, and it brought it right back down. And I could tell before I even got my blood tested, I could tell my cortisol was high because I was waking up a bunch in the middle of the night and not sleeping well, and it made me irritable. And I was like, shit, I need to reorder my adrenal support. And I started taking that. And within within a week of being diligent with taking it, I was sleeping again, no problem. So, you know, there is a connection between your physical body and the quality of sleep that you have. You know, we think about sleep as kind of like this, this um, mental aspect, but it, it's very much physical as well, um, even more, maybe even more so. So uh, something to take very seriously. Um, questions, comments, concerns, reach out ryan at mainlyplants.com. And until next week or the week after, go eat a salad. <laughs>